You are the only man in history (laughs) to be mad that you were handed a milkshake when you didn't expect a milkshake. (laughs) Welcome to We Should Know Better. Uh, This is the podcast where we hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of fact hoppers going from dubious fact to dubious fact, uh, which is especially relevant lately. Uh, I'm your debate moderator, Kyle, and with me, as always, are my live fact checkers. Oh, no, that's also happening tomorrow. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm Sky. I'm Build-A-Wall-Tim. Nice. Thank you for coming through for me, Tim. <laughs> Thank you. Instead of just freaking out. Oh, no. <laughs> for a second, I thought you said Build-A-Walt, and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm going to build a Walt. We are resurrecting Walt Disney. We're going to make <laughs> no, him better. No, no, no. I thought you were giving faster. a name. B-I-L-L space D-E-W-A-L-T. Oh, like build a Walt? Yeah, no, like, hi, nice. I'm, I'm build a Walt. No, no, that's the, that's the Trump stand-in for Carmen Sandiego. Build a Walt's on LinkedIn. Oh, he's oh. a very nice-looking man. What? <laughs> he's in the museums and institutions uh industry in the greater pittsburgh area wow i can go um, visit him bill has led three arts and cultural organizations through significant building projects significant I he's mean, a director of the name. carnegie museum of national history i wonder if people make that joke to him occasionally like well you are bill the wall <laughs> yeah maybe uh as as to how how he is so successful in in leading these building uh projects that is funny that oh. yeah He's, that's what he's into. That's amazing. Uh, I uh, I am actually running a lot behind tonight, uh, especially on this game, because well, I I was in the uh, I was in the Akron Marathon Relay this weekend, and oh, yeah. I ran with uh, some friends of mine, a couple coworkers, and I I finished. I, I completed my leg of the of Yay. the uh, of the yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't thrilled, but uh, we'll we'll deal with it. I I have a lot of excuses, and I would like to get to those. Uh, mostly because I you know I'm I've been like really worn out from work and everything, and I you know we've been we're in production, so I was editing all week too. So, but the thing that really bothered me the most, uh, yeah, and, and you know like I've got some kind of tendonitis going on too, but like I was Oof. I was like in mile. Two or three. Oh, my my leg of the marathon of the relay was uh, six miles, which is longer than I've run on an outdoor course. Um, but I, I mean, <clears throat> I it was okay. Um, but I was like mile two, getting toward the five k mark, three miles ish, mm-hmm. and uh, we passed by the the route passed by a an institute of of Akron uh, Swenson's. If you guys have ever heard of Swenson's, it's it's one of or it's one of the places that pe- uh, that people know best around here. Okay, do they make uh, frozen dinners? Uh, no, that's Swanson's, but you're close. Okay. Um, no, they are a uh, like a drive-in diner-ish place. They have you know like burgers and milkshakes and everything. Sure. They are in fact they are in fact really well known for their milkshakes, and I was just running by and uh, people. All over this, uh, you know, people have been putting out uh, like water trays and stuff like that, and they've been handing out water all along the route. I'm like three miles in. I'm starting to lose steam a little bit, 
and uh, we pass by Swenson's. So I'm like, oh great, they've got they've got they're handing out glasses of water, awesome or cups oh. of water. So oh, I, I'm running by, I grab it, and I just throw it back because I'm like dying. And about two gulps in, I realize that it is a milkshake. Yes. <laughs> They handed me a milkshake. That's so cool. I no, it's them. not. What? At least you didn't it's try to splash t- yourself in the face with it. Yeah, I almost did. Oh, it'd be so creamy. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> not the least of which. Um, you are the only man in history <laughs> to be mad that you were handed a milkshake when you didn't expect a milkshake. <laughs> I, Breaking news I was, tonight on CNN. <laughs> man angry over milkshake. I Surprise milkshake. Guy here. I mean, at least, but you are lactose intolerant, so I guess I can That's see, exactly yeah. why. <laughs> I guess if anyone's going to be mad at this, it's going to be someone who's lactose intolerant. So, like, I'm, I'm just, like, jamming out. I'm, at, I'm like, listening to Cowboy Bebop. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, and, and, like, grab the... Are grab you the really? Are you yeah, I listen to listening Cowboy to Bebop. Tanks? Okay. No, actually, I was listening to the soundtrack for the movie, which is really oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna make fun of me for being a nerd. I know. No. <laughs> no. Kyle, let the audience do that. Kyle, <laughs> I can count. I have to use two hands to count the number of uh, food-based slice of life animes that I've watched <laughs> <laughs> from front to back. So I don't want to. <laughs> I can't judge you in this. Yeah. <laughs> it, please tell me that is a, a uh, Netflix. Uh, category that you have right I now. I wish it was. No, we I just have to have find them on Crunchyroll. Oh, our little geek man. crimes. Anyway, so I like like spit it out as quickly as I could and just like splatter like, Gross. you know, like it was so <laughs> disgusting. Uh, it was so disgusting. And like I, I know, yes, I am the only person that that bothered, but like the whole rest of the track, Ugh. I could like feel it in my stomach. I can't. Like, are are you kidding me about it's this like, right now? You know, like somebody will like take some water and spit it out next to them. Was it was it chocolate? Uh, no, it was a strawberry milkshake. Oh no! Oh, yeah. oh no! I love strawberry That's, milkshakes. That doesn't that doesn't seem like a good running shake though. No, no, it's got strawberries in it. That's like healthy stuff. That's healthy. Did they, were they real strawberries? <laughs> of course not. No, right. So I mean, strawberry flavoring. It's uh, <laughs> just imagine you just squirting out strawberry milk. That's exactly. That's exactly what can. happened. But like not, like, even, not in a controlled manner, in like a no. panicked manner. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And and worse than that was like, I I'm like running and it's it was a little chilly, so like my it's like in my beard now. I'm like, come on. Oh yeah, you have a beard too. <laughs> this image just keeps getting better. Little little pink icicles. That's basically what was happening. Uh it looks so like, I'm like trying a bunch of Pepto Bismol before you run. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so I'm like trying to run and as we come around to the next bit, uh like uh four miles in. So I run for like a mile like that. Like four miles in, uh I get to the next water station and they're di- they're just handing out straight bottles of water in this one. It's not like uh it's not like the little cups, which yeah. I'm, I'm I would be I'm fine with that. I don't mind. But the so I, I'd grab one of the bottles or I reach <laughs> I reach for one of the bottles of water. Oh no. And the 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 little girl, they you know, they have volunteers 
And the little girl who was handing them, she like looked at me and like looked at me you know, like I could tell I'm like, oh, OK, well, there's obviously still a bunch on my face. Great. Like, like I, I bet there's some milkshake still on my face right now. Um, so it was a weird thing. But I, I like, you know, I got I rinsed myself off as I was running. But oh, man. And so and yeah, just for the rest of the race, my stomach was just like, what? What do you do that for? That was really dumb. <laughs> At least the bottles of water weren't like straight vodka. <laughs> it just wasn't like cups of silica gel. Yeah. Just being uh, like, oh, yeah. This gave me a great idea. We need to create like an LLC or maybe a Kickstarter for a race, like a 5K, but every stop is like a random, like a random cup of something. No, the, the Russian gravy. roulette run. Yeah, yeah, the Russian roulette run. Did you just say gravy? Some people get gravy. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and like some people are happy with it. Some and like some people get hot sauce. Right, <laughs> sriracha. <laughs> they just splash into their eyes. Oh, so no. refreshing. Okay. So some refreshing. Get Coke, but mixed in there is diet Coke. Oh, oh gosh. Okay, well, you just get a slab of meat, like 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 shredded meat. Here's some meat. Oh man. Here's some protein. Oh Maybe my some gosh. spaghetti. And I'm gonna be sick all over again. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> oh, We're gonna make so much can, money on this. I'm not helping you with this idea, Sky. You're on your own on this one. You and, and Tim. And you know you know there are people who would sign up for this because runners are masochists. They're yeah, crazy. that's what I'm saying. Like this is yes. perfect for runners because that's all they do oh, is hate themselves. There were two different stations where people were handing out <laughs> beer. And it wasn't like the cups of beer. They were like full tall boys, like different, you know, different kinds. They actually had like different, a uh, couple different cases. And I, I'm like, and they're like, oh, yeah, I, I hear a guy in front of me. He's like, oh, yeah, I was waiting for one of these. And he just like grabs it and starts knocking it back while he's running. I'm like, what's wrong with you? They're like, mm. why would you do this? <laughs> and, you know, that's a thing you do, I guess. I guess so. Oh, man. Crazy. Well, anyway, now that we are done with the game, no, I guess that's the episode. We can just call it a night now. All right. Uh, you oh, can night, find everyone. us on blogspot.tumblr. Blogspot? Blogspot.tumblr. Blogspot. Anyway, so this all put me in the mind to look up stuff about marathons. And you'll be glad to hear that I did not end up talking about marathons tonight. Oh, yeah? <laughs> because cause we we have gotten, we've had, um, you know, we've spent a lot of time in ancient Greece in, in this podcast, and I don't think we need to go back for right now. Uh, but our opening game tonight is really just more of a horse race. Uh, and I'm going to, because I didn't really have time to put anything together, it's going to all be risked on basically one call. Uh after I tell you just a couple sentences about the man versus horse marathon, which is a thing that is a real thing that man I found when I was reading marathon. about okay. when I was reading about marathons. This is a it is an annual race that runs uh, for 22 miles, not a true marathon, where human runners compete against riders on horseback. Uh, this takes place in the Welsh town of not enough vowels land land were to wells every june it started in 1980 if you can believe it 
it started because there was a bet made in a pub uh, that a over a significant distance cross country uh, a human runner was equal to any horse. Said a guy. Any horse. Any oh. horse. Man. And uh, they were wrong. Uh, this has been run for uh, 26 years. No, 36 years. And I'm going to give you guys the chance to tell me how many times out of 36, oh, uh, closest, closest without going over, uh-huh. uh, gets, gets to go first tonight. How many times has a human won the human versus horse marathon? Man versus horse marathon. Now it, it is only racing, right? Only racing. It's not like they don't switch it up every year. And like now we're building a house. <laughs> now the first person to hit has the most correct taxes. Which filed. surprisingly, the horses are still better at. <laughs> Oof, that hurts. Uh, no, uh, Oof, the yeah, no. It's it's generally uh, it's just uh, just a human running the race, and then a horse uh, running a, the same distance. Um, of course, with a rider, and they do allow cyclists to compete as well, but they are not part of the race officially. It's it's weird. Does the rider of the horse also count as a human? <laughs> yes, but so if not, if the rider right right at the finish line like reaches leaps ahead off the horse <laughs> and dives over the finish line, does that technically count as a human win? I I it hasn't happened yet. I can tell you that. Because that's how we that's how we use our innovative vines and our ingenuity, right? Yeah, that and our and to, our thumbs to best the, the ice beast. Age. Yes, yeah. uh, it hasn't happened yet, but it, you know they're still ways off from their fiftieth anniversary. It, it's well within you know possibly happening. So you so you want us to say how many times yes. a human has won? Correct. Four. Out of how, thir- how many out total of races have there been again? There have been thirty six of them. Thirty six. Four. Do you want us to give this to you privately or just No, just out? just say it. it Four. It's not that important. It's okay. It's just it's the beginning race. It's the beginning race for this Four. game. Okay, uh, Sky, seven. I got your Oh my gosh, you're both over. <laughs> but Sky was closest, I guess. Yay. Well yeah, that would make sense. Uh it is it is two. It happened two times. Two times. Uh once are we sure it wasn't? Is it just one man and one were horse? Not horses wearing human clothes. Oh no, <laughs> no, it wasn't one of those uh, very contrived uh, horse costumes where one person's the head and the other's the tail. Although I really hope someone does that now. That would be mm-hmm. amazing. Um, no, it's not just a one-on-one. It's a full event where you have human runners. Yeah, okay. yeah, and a, and a bunch of uh, horses. And, it's a full um, like, like any full event. We just have a bunch of bunch of dudes and a bunch of horses and a bunch of horses. Yeah. I will tell you that the two times that this has happened are in were in 2004 and 2007, uh, in which Hugh Lobb beat KBJ, and then in 2007 Florian Holzinger beat Lucy. And I I have to tell you, there's a weird table in on the Wikipedia page for this. Where they describe, okay, not only the year and the winners of those, you know, whether <clears throat> whether it was a horse or a human, and then the fastest runner of that year, uh, depending on which, you know, wh- whichever it was, they also include the weather conditions and the ground conditions. 
I don't know why that's an important thing to note, but starting in about 2005, nope, 2004 it looks like. Oh, the first year of Human 1. Huh. Um, they start recording what the weather was like and then also what the ground was like. So in the year that Hugh Lob won, which Hugh, Hugh Lob spells his name, by the way, H-U-W, um, it Hugh. was Hugh. The weather conditions were hot and the ground conditions were unknown. <laughs> what? That's what it says. How do you not know what the ground was like? No one checked that day, apparently. They were like, well, it's pretty hot. And then in the uh, and then in at 2007. The end, like, what was the ground like? Like There was ground? There was ground? What? We were flying. Uh, in, in 2007, uh, Florian Holzinger beat Lucy when the, again, weather was hot. But the going, as they rate it here, was good to firm. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Neat. Yeah. So, uh, Sky, you win tonight. Hooray. Hooray. That's the race. We're done. Where are we start with? Oh, Where are we right. starting? So, tonight, we're going to start on stunt performers. Stud prefer- performers? like the. That's what I said. No, stunt Okay, like, thank goodness. Because <laughs> I'm like, cause I think we were just talking about horses, and I'm like, stud performers? <laughs> uh, no, that's a wholly different thing. Wholly right. different. So, stunt performers, and we are going to Gatorade. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. It's all about, which would have been much more useful while I was running on Saturday. So, these are also just, called, yeah, right? You, so, there was no Gatorade to be seen. No, it was all just water and milkshakes and beer. <laughs> That's our title, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, these are also called stuntmen, which I think you'll yeah. know, know them as more mm-hmm. popularly, I guess. Or at least populously. Uh, history. Um, Whoa. Yeah. The earlier so stunt have- performers were traveling entertainers and circus performers, particularly trained gymnasts and acrobats, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so I really like this original oh. name that they use for it. The uh, the French language word cascadeur uh, may have derived from a requirement to fall in a sequence of movements during a scene or stunt involving water. So it's like literally saying this person is a cascade of water. That's pretty cool. I, hmm. I actually really like that. Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, the German and D- Dutch circuses use the word cascadeur. Cascadeer? Sure. And then performing Cascadier. a sequential series of daring leaps and jumps without injury to the performer. I like that it has to qual- <laughs> <laughs> qualify there without injury. I uh, mean... <laughs> this acrobatic discipline required long training in the ring and perfect body control to present a sensational performance to the public. That's cited. Where's that cited to? Hang on. The word stunt was, mo- was more formally adopted during the 19th century traveling vaudeville performances in the early Wild West shows. And the uh, first and and prototypical Wild West show was Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Uh, the show, which involved sim- simulated battles <laughs> with the associated firing of both guns and arrows, were a, rom- were, were a romanticized version of the American Old West. That's weird. Uh, that is cited to a website called The History of the Stuntman, in nice. which a guy literally mm-hmm. is just going through... Well, he it's basically copy-pasted. But uh, he refers to them as cascadures. Which I love. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, they talk about 
you know, early cinema, cowboy professionals is a subheading yes. here. Yes. <laughs> um, Not professional cowboys, but cowboys, cowboy professionals. Cowboy professionals. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, a professional cowboy is a different thing entirely. Right. I There were so many great things there. I loved it. I, I, I came to this page and I was like, I'm this is it. Schwashbuckler films. <clears throat> this is all, this oh is all really great. Schwashbuckler. There's a whole list at the bottom of deaths of stunt performers. Oh, if that I makes had, sense. If Boy. I had had more time, this was this was going to be our quiz tonight. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. So great. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> in 1959, in The Horse Soldiers... During the later stages of the film, where John Wayne's raiding Union Army troop are fleeing the Confederate Army, a stuntman falls from his horse during the scene where a bridge is blown up. He wasn't killed by the explosion, but by the fall. Isn't that always how it is? Oh, that's terrible. To be honest, there's there's not a ton here. Like, how More, many? Less than you'd maybe think. Maybe like three dozen? Maybe two dozen? Between, between 2012 and 1959? Like, that's not huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's pretty impressive, actually. Ooh, someone died of a shark attack. That's, ooh, wow. Wow, really? Hmm. Yeah, he was working with someone, uh, a double for Burt Reynolds, approaching what was supposed to be a sedated shark was not a sedated shark. An active shark. (laughs) A very active shark. This uh, This is pretty important. Daredevils are distinct from stunt performers and stunt doubles. Their mm. performance is of the stunt itself without the context of a film or television show. Daredevils often perform for an audience. Live stunt performers include escape artists, sword swallowers, glass walkers, fire eaters, trapeze artists, and many other sideshow and circus acts. They also I include motorcycle display teams and the once popular Wall of Death. Whoa, I missed that. What? <laughs> the Jackass films and television series are well-known and prominent recorded examples of an act of the act in modern cinematography. Okay. The Wall of Death? Once popular. One time. Yeah, it was, was popular. once popular. Yeah. <laughs> Until he no, realized no. it was a Wall of Death. Like, this is a terrible idea. Right. So I need to figure out I how need to get to, to do Gatorade. A thing to get to Gatorade. He needs Gatorade, Sky. All of these people. All these all people. Of them. Oh, they're so. They're probably sweating out all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> hmm. Uh, hmm. 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 Um, what is a squib load? It has to do with the. Um, it's those um, when uh, when someone gets shot and yeah. uh, you see the hole in their clothing. Oh, there we go. And like the blood, that's yeah. that's a squib going off in their in their outfit. Gotcha. Yes. Um. Hmm. These are hard choices. Because I feel like there's probably a nugget in here that I want to pick, but mm. uh, gonna have to make a choice. John Wayne is here. I know <laughs> this is this is not a game about picking choice nuggets. I want to I want to pick choice nuggets. Uh, <laughs> you got you got to take the nugs that you're dealt. Yeah, it's the school of hard nugs. Mmm. Mmm. That was bad. No, it's good. I, I approve. All right. Do you know where I'm going? I'm gonna. I'll let that slide this one time, Tim. Oh uh, gosh. Do I want to no. go to University Sky, of Illinois? I don't know where you're going. That's literally the question I'm asking you right now. Okay. I am going. Sky, where are you going? 
to uh-huh parasailing to what parasailing Paras- oh my gosh <laughs> okay i didn't even know that was on this page it is look at that yep wow well wasn't expecting that here i am in parasailing <laughs> but here we are well tim I don't know I, how you're going to follow up, follow up parasailing, but... I think this person might get me closer to Gatorade. I almost want to imagine that he was <laughs> shopped into a Gatorade ad in the past or something. Okay. Um, I am going with a stunt performer turned action star, uh, perhaps the best known, Bruce Lee. Oh, dang. Ooh, wow. Now, is Jackie I, Chan that too, or it, did he not start as one? Um, he started I think he as an was actor. also he started as a stunt performer as well, I believe. Nice. Uh, he did. Um, there was actually a he gave an interview once where uh, he was in a he was doing a uh, a stunt in a uh, in a Bruce Lee movie, and uh, Lee accidentally like actually hit him, and um, oh yeah yeah yeah, and he was like oh I'm so sorry I'm you know after the shot. He's like, oh, I'm really sorry. Are you okay? Are you okay? And uh, Jackie Chan was like, yeah, I was fine. But, you know, when Bruce Lee comes over to say, to check on you to make sure you're all right, you you play it up. And so he was like, oh, you know, I, that really hurt. You know, like, yeah. oh, man. You, you're... So, mm-hmm. yes. Right. So they know each other. How gracious of him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you guys know what the difference between parasailing and parachuting are? No. The difference. You- <laughs> No, I do not. Both the parachute and the parasail can ascend and glide. Got it. They can both ascend? The parachute, really? That's weird. The primary difference between the two is that the parasail is more stable and efficient during the ascent mode when being towed aloft with minimum or zero steering control by the parasailer. The parachute is not efficient when towed and is primarily used for skydiving where the parachutist can fully control the direction. In the descent mode, both are designed to slow the fall of a person during said descent at any given altitude. That's good. That's good. That's, that's good. I mean, yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this sentence? No. The parachute slash kite part is normally brightly colored to match to beach area in which it is used. What? The parachute slash kite part is normally brightly colored to match to beach area in which it is used. No, I heard you, Sky. I don't know what Some that sentence Some people <laughs> have kites with matching colors matching their favorite sports team or alma mater. Well, then why is the beach important? Why would you even mention that if it's just whatever you want it to be? Yep. Many parasol canopies that are designed for commercial use offer rides to tourists on vacation are bright in color and have designs ranging from flags, logos, smiley faces, and multiple color patterns. Then why does it matter to match oh in the gosh. beach area? Why? Why? why how is it matching the beach area? <laughs> why does it matter? I'm confused. Criticism. In 2014, <laughs> I have lots of criticism. The National Tele- Transportation Safety Board issued a press release in which it found the parasailing industry to be largely unregulated. Really? The report identified a number of safety concerns, which include vessel operators who continue to operate despite hazard- hazardous wind conditions, use of appropriate equipment and unserviceable gear, and compromised strength of rope tied to the ah, parasail. That's terrifying. In the, from 1998 to the 3rd of July... 
2013, there were six parasailing fatalities in the Florida area. Oof. The great majority of deaths in parasail incidents have occurred when riders were unable to get out of their harness support system oh, after no. an un- oh, unplanned no. landing in uh, water during high winds, which is sad. Oh, no. That's a, that's a nightmare that I am going to have forever now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's rough. That's terrifying. Oh, those poor people. You think that they make well, the harness more floatable, but then I guess you have a paras- like a parachute on top of you as well. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm glad someone's actually regulating that now. Yeah. Yeah, they passed an act, actually. <laughs> the White <laughs> the white Miskal Act, which added strict you know. regulations. Mm-hmm. It's an act with a name. So there's not a lot of here. There's Florida here, but it's not linked. Oof. I could it's go hard. to the White Miskal Act. Which I think I might be doing. Please do not. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Wait, White Miskal Act. That's I'm reading this now. On. Wait, is parasailing like only as only as new as nineteen sixty three? It looks like oh nineteen nineteen sixty two. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're this is pretty new and we're people are just doing this. <laughs> and that's why people die. <laughs> oh man. I oh my gosh, this looks terrifying. Have you guys done anything like this by the way? No. Yeah. Uh-uh. My youngest sister went on a vacation once and did this. Uh or actually maybe it was my middle sister, but one of my sisters went on vacation uh with one of our cousins and did this and they were they thought it was the best thing. I I'm I'm not phobic of heights, but I'm not great with them. And I would not deal with this. This would not, this would, this is a no go. This is not going to happen for me, especially not after reading this page. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Where are you going, Sky? Uh, the white miscal act. (laughs) You are kidding me. I talked for five minutes there to buy you some more time to look. Nope. And you're still clicking. (laughs) No. Nope. White Miskal Act it is. Let's do it. I like that oh wine. Gosh. I like a, I like a nice white miskal. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a good year. Okay. Let's talk about Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Uh, his real name was Lee Jun Fan. Wow. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Yeah. Uh, a Hong Kong and American actor, martial artist, philosopher, filmmaker, and Ooh. founder of the mar- martial art Jeet Kune Do. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the son of a Cantonese opera star. Wow. Uh, his father was an opera star. This is an impressive like list of words strung together. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got an impressive resume here on Wikipedia. Um, he uh, passed away at the age of 32. Yeah. Um, his, um, his, not suicide note, death, not death uh, note either, death report, death record. Yes. Uh, his cause of death on that uh, is listed officially uh, death by misadventure. Oh my gosh, really? Which is an actual thing. What? Um, It's not not, um, solely on his report. It's something that is actually listed by coroners on death certificates. So Uh, it refers to... uh, Accidents attributed uh, to a dangerous risk, which was taken uh, voluntarily. Okay. Um, if it's if it says just an accident, 
that usually means that there wasn't a willing risk to do it. Wow. So if a stunt person dies, that's a misadventure, not an accident. Huh. So that's interesting to know. Didn't know there was a distinction. Uh, so, of course, Bruce Lee is very well-trained in what he did. Uh, he emphasized the training of the body as much as learning the actual techniques and stuff, saying that that was um, often overlooked by people, that they would work so much on technique and sort of ignore their own bodies mm. to being able to like be strong enough to do things. Uh, one thing that he was well-known for uh, was called the one-inch punch Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, he could also do two-finger push-ups using the thumb and index finger of one hand. No. <laughs> with his feet approximately shoulder-width apart. That's nuts. Um, so he was demonstrating this stuff at the 1964 Long Beach International Karate Championships. Uh, so the one-inch punch is he stood upright, his right foot forward with knees bent slightly, in front of a standing stationary partner. Lee's right arm was partly extended and his right fist approximately one inch away from the partner's chest. Without retracting his arm, he then forcibly delivered a punch to the partner while largely maintaining his posture, sending the partner backwards and falling into a chair said to be placed behind the partner to prevent injury, though his partner's momentum soon caused him to fall to the floor. His volunteer was Bob Baker of Stockton, California, not Barker. <laughs> I almost said that. I, that would have been great, though. Um, and Baker is reported as saying, uh, I told Bruce not to do this type of demonstration again. When he punched me that last time, I had to stay home from work because the pain in my chest was unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> so, ouch. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So, uh, he was a mainstay, of course, on uh, The Green Hornet, the original black and white show. Uh, he has done other stuff, too. Uh, he made a brief appearance in the film Marlowe, uh, where he played a henchman hired to intimidate private detective Philip Marlowe. Wow. By smashing up his office with leaping kicks and flashing punches. Hey. Only to later accidentally jump off a tall building while trying to kick Marlowe off. Oh, oh okay. What? Ugh. Well, well <clears throat> Falls are great in film. I guess so, but it, it always feels kind of weird that they, you take someone who's like so well-skilled in things, and like... You have them show off their skill, and then you give them, like, the stupidest way to die or <laughs> the stupidest way for the person to beat them. Uh, yes. Uh, um, let's see here. Uh, he, had, he had a friend named Unicorn Chan. Just wanted to bring that up. Uh, okay. Uh, Unicorn Chan. <laughs> uh, also known as Little Unicorn. A Hong I mean, Kong actor and one of Bruce Lee's best friends since childhood. Wow. Neat. That is neat. Um, All right. So, uh, I'm thinking I'm going to need an endorsement here. Uh, an I tried endorsement. To see, yes, I tried to see um, what he had in advertising. Uh, he does not have a lot. Mm. Uh, he was not. He did not appear in uh, many commercials during his lifetime. Actually, he didn't appear in any during his lifetime. Um, what? But nope, he was not in any commercials. Wow. The way you're saying uh, that makes it sound like he is still in commercials, even though it was not. Well, he is. They posthumously put him in commercials. That's really awful, but okay. Yeah. Um, Nokia. <laughs> Nokia yeah. launched an internet. Sure. Nokia launched an internet-based campaign in 2008 with staged, quote-unquote, documentary-looking footage of Bruce Lee playing ping pong with his nunchucks 
and also igniting matches as they were thrown toward him. What? The videos went viral on YouTube, creating confusion as some people believed them to be authentic footage. It says this happened in 2008. I don't remember this at all. I don't either. Um, so Well, it, the advertising worked. Yep. So nothing really down there in advertising. So I'm going to go to Hollywood. <laughs> nice. I'm going to Hollywood. rub my elbows with the fat cats until they ask me to stop <laughs> rubbing stop. my elbows on them. <laughs> Just very annoyed cats. Yes. Very annoyed fat. <laughs> All right, Sky. Let's go from the very... <laughs> I do... I'm just imagining this very fat cat that's like too upset, too fat to really do anything about it, but it's just like, oh, why? Humans are the dumbest. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, let's go from Hollywood to the White Miskel Act, which is definitely not a page I thought we'd ever come to on our travels through wikipedia i don't even know what it is are you yet. ready for the three points of the act well you know what the act is you know what the i told you what the white miscal act is no sky run it run it run it down for it's us. a law and like break it down it's a law enacted by the legislature of the state of florida in 2014 for the control of the sport of parasailing the control of the sport of parasailing yeah the act First has three, off, three made points it's Wait, not a sport. No a one is running. Sales. Yeah, no one is running that parasail up at the beach. It is, is being done by an engine. <laughs> is skiing a sport? Uh, <laughs> what? Fine. But no, it's, but you're I'm still controlling the skis. <laughs> no, you're still controlling the skis. Like you're still trying to actually do something with that. Like I don't know. I don't think unless you're like doing tricks with parasail with your parasail, which I guess. You know, as I say it, someone's probably doing that. So, yes, sure, yes. Three points. Requires, it requires that the owner of the vessel engaged in commercial parasailing obtains and maintains an insurance policy. Good idea. Requires that the operator has a current and valid license issued by the United States Coast Guard. Also a good, a good idea. And third, prohibits commercial parasailing unless certain equipment is present on the vessel, and like a, like a parasail, and certain mm. weather conditions are met. Requiring that a weather log be maintained and made available for inspection. And that the going is fair to to mild. Not it's not it's not unknown. This also has a criticism section. Uh really? the, the delay in enacting legislation for the control of paragliding was a major area of criticism prior to the introduction of the bill. Wait. So just kind so, of hitting on what they said before. So this was this is a thing. Literally just meant to keep people from dying from parasails, yep. parasailing, par, par, whatever. And and they're saying, and people delayed this? Like, no, no, no. They're saying, like, why didn't why didn't we do this sooner? That was a criticism, oh, yeah. essentially. Well, it's a really good idea. Yep. So okay. the state of Florida is linked here. So I yep. think I'm going to click on the state of Florida. That was a pretty good poll, Sky. Woo. Surprising that the White Miscal Act got you there, but... Pretty decent poll. Oh my gosh. Okay, go ahead. Wow. Wow. I just learned something about Florida. <laughs> there's there's still shocking things to learn about Florida. The state song is Old Folks at Home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like too perfect. So here's a question about Hollywood. Why did so many filmmakers move out west to film? Is it taxes? I feel like it should be taxes. Not quite taxes. You're pretty close. 
Is it wages? Is it, no, like it, it does have to do with money. Uh, uh, grant. Does Flor- Let's does, say... Did Florida or California have like a bunch of, yeah, like grants? Arts no, grants, yeah. No, it wasn't grants at the time. This is around the early 1900s. It was really so, dry for the cameras. Someone, someone was suing them. Who do you think was suing them? For it was suing who was suing like filmmakers? Yes, Mister Mister John Hollywood, the government sued, sued them. Yes, no. Someone who um is very smart, very innovative, and also a big jerk. Steve Jobs. Oh, close. Edison. What? Edison. Oh, of course it's Edison. Thomas Edison's motion picture patents company in New Jersey was suing filmmakers to stop their productions in the East so they of would move course. out West where the patents could not be enforced. Wow. Also, the weather was, was better. Edison. So that makes, you know. That yeah. Makes Easier on the cameras oh a bit. Oh, my gosh. Um, the first director to make a motion picture in Hollywood was D.W. Griffith, uh, who created a 17-minute short film in Old California. How did we? How have we come this far and still managed to get Thomas Edison to show up somewhere on our in our run? Mm-hmm. Ah, that guy. Yeah. He's everywhere. He's a big jerk. <laughs> um, oh Hollywood had banned movie theaters at the time. Wow. Um, it did not have any. Uh, Los Angeles did not have a restriction on it though, so they could just show the films over there. Wow. Which is strange. Uh, the first studio in Hollywood was the Nestor Company. Established by the New Jersey-based Centaur Company. Is it? Whoa, whoa. In a roadhouse on Sunset Boulevard in October oh of 1911. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm looking at this link here. I'm going to click this. I'm going to see who they, who they if they are still around. What, the Centaur Company? No, obviously <laughs> not, Tim. The Nestor Film Company. Oh, fine. Four major film companies, Paramount, Warner Brothers, RKO, and Columbia, had studios in Hollywood, of course, as did several minor companies and rental studios. In the 1920s, Hollywood was the fifth largest industry in the nation. Films. Wow. Sweet. Wow. Um, so I, and then, of course, the rest of this article talks about the fact that Hollywood is an actual city that has municipal stuff, and that's boring. Uh <laughs> I am going to take a big leap here. <laughs> oh boy, can't uh, wait. So by 1900, Hollywood had a post office, a newspaper, a hotel, and two markets. Two? Yeah. Um, Los Angeles with a population of 102 plus thousand, lay 10 miles east through the vineyards, barley fields, mm. and citrus groves. I'm going to vineyards. Okay. Because you know what? What, Tim? Grape is the flavor of Gatorade. <laughs> it's everybody's you know, favorite. Tim, Ugh. citrus, Ugh. citrus is literally four words away from that. Do you, yeah. Do you want? Do you want, do you want citrus, citrus more? Uh, do I want citrus? I don't know. What I do you mean, make out of citrus, though? Are you, are you trying to? Are you trying to king make Kyle? <laughs> I'm just trying to help. I don't know if I can. <laughs> Actually, I think we have been to. Actually, we've been to both citrus and grape vineyards, haven't we? Have, have we? we? Maybe not. I'm going to Citrus. <laughs> I should like. Okay. I should like create a Google Doc of all the pages we've been to. Oh yeah. no! This is this is so colorful. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad I'm here. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. I'm glad you went there too. That sounds fun. All right, <clears throat> let's go. Let let let's go to Florida. <laughs> Florida. 
Ugh. I'm really sad that Florida Man isn't mentioned here. It's the first thing. How I is that for. not? Yeah, I was the looking at the. I'm I looking search, at the uh, the contents here, and I do not see it, and I'm very disappointed. Let's talk about Florida Man for a bit. Come on, I internet. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Florida Man arrested for allegedly riding the back of a manatee. Amazing. So Florida Man and Florida Woman is a meme essentially where mm-hmm. they just find. Mostly real headlines from Florida newspapers that just say Florida man, da da da, and they're all ridiculous. Like Florida man threatens to kill a woman using a spider. Florida man jailed after liking his ex girlfriend's picture on Facebook. Wait, was the woman using the spider? Was he? Was the man threatening to kill her because she was using the spider, or what, was he threatening to kill her with a spider? Because that headline's mm, misleading. Well, you know, take what you. Because if get. she was threatening him with a spider, I could believe. I could understand. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's just not here because <laughs> Florida is crazy. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a scary place. <sighs> man, I, I do Florida really man shoots Florida himself, man. doesn't notice for three days. Amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's we're not talking about Florida man. We're talking about Florida. Florida. No, a crazy I could, place. We can just talk about Florida man. I'm cool with that. You can you can take Florida out of the man, but you can't take the man take out of Florida. Florida. Wait, no, other way around. <laughs> yeah. No. So Florida is a weird place now that I think about it, especially in the U.S., because even though, it like, I mean, it's pretty south, but, I mean, Texas is also south. But the thing pretty about south. Florida is, like, there is no part of the state that's, like, not just a couple hours from the ocean. Yeah. So that's kind of messed up its climate a bit. It's messed it up, made it a weird <laughs> panhandle of death, I think. Yeah, basically. I yeah, because you got alligators. It, yeah. I mean, you got the, the panther. It's nuts. The Florida Panther, look at that. There's manatees. It's pretty bad. Yes. Are you guys dangerous? Those aren't really dangerous, are they? So Tim and I went to Florida a lot in our, like, teen years. It was kind of like our parents, like, Mm -hmm. for a while mine went, I think mine went yearly, like, twice. But I I went to Florida, like, maybe four times, four or five times. Dang, they've got got wild boar down there. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Tim went, I think, a little bit more than I did. Uh, but Maybe how slightly, about, yeah. did you go to florida much kyle uh i have been there a couple times uh it is also the training ground for spring training for the indians and during the late mid to late 90s when the indians were an actual team my family was very into baseball and we went to florida and it was it was really uh in equal parts to go to uh disney world with the rest of my extended family and also to watch Indians games. And I mean, it was Florida, I guess I don't have very strong memories of it. It is Florida. That's kind of how I feel about it too. It was generally hot and rainy. Oh, I did a missions trip down there when I was a teenager too. Oh yeah. We, yeah, we, uh, we built, we helped build, um, uh, I guess like, um, housing for, uh, homeless people. And, I do have a very distinct uh, memory of the uh, the the team leader repeatedly saying, like, if you drop something into like a dark crevice in this in yeah, it, do not put your hand in there. That Just sounds like the it. worst place to be building a house. Yes. <laughs> They're like, if, if some oh, if there's a dark corner, just do not go in there. I would without... never be able to live in Florida because yeah. there's just yeah, insects it's, of a uh, abnormal. It's like size. the Australia of the 
yeah. of the U.S. It really Basically is. Basically all of the South of the South U.S. is, but yes. Here's something. The Miami Met- Metro Rail is the state's only rapid transit system. About 50% wow. of Miamians use public transport daily. Wow. So it's not very connected. Probably because I it's mean, all swamp. <laughs> you yes. can't really have too many subways around there. I was gonna say it that's gotta be difficult. Yeah, totally. Oh man. So Gators. Are there I just gators want to point here? out that we made it through talking about this whole thing without bringing up the two thousand election. Oh yeah, I don't want to bring up any so, election. I'm I'm good. Mm, I'm good. I'm, still, I'm, I'm just still saying. pretending that that's not happening tomorrow. Uh right. man, you guys listening to this, you live in a post first Hillary Trump debate world, and that's like uh, that's good. Unless mm, things are on fire still. Mm, yeah. Mm. Florida's universities have a number of college sport programs, especially the state the Florida State Semioles and Miami Hurricanes of the Atlantic Coast Conference and the Florida Gators of the Southern Southeastern Conference. I'm gonna click on oh, the Florida Gators. Oh, he's getting close. Oh boy. Hang on a second. I can't find it. Florida. It's there. Gators. Oh, there we are. All right. <clears throat> that seems distinctly closer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about... Citrus, citrus fruits. Look at all these <laughs> colorful slices of citrus. They're Ooh. so colorful, Tim. So colorful. <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> uh, according to 2007 UN data, uh, what are the top six citrus-producing countries in the world... Kyle, go. What? What? Name what? One. Wait. Name one. Name one what? What was Name a country. Name one of the top producing countries of citrus and citrus accessories in the world. Citrus accessories? Yes. Uh, like stems and leaves <laughs> that go on citrus fruits. Let, let's go with the U.S. just to get that out of the uh, way. That's number three. Dang. Sky. Wow, really? Sky. Italy. No. <laughs> Kyle, you win. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that's uh, it's Brazil, China, the United States. Is Mexico States. on there? Yes, Mexico's I, number I, four. That was going to uh, be my India other guess. And Spain. Spain. Wow. Yep. But of course, that was nine years ago. Oh, Things could well, have changed. The world's a different place than it was yep. nine years ago. Uh, so, in addition to actually producing plenty of tangy citrus plants. Back in Renaissance era, the Renaissance okay, that, era, people that would grow that tiny. Made there, what? <laughs> that pause that you had right there with the tangy citrus plants, that was a very awkward pause, and I was very worried what you were about to say <laughs> for some weird reason. It was an thought it was an advertorial pause. Yeah, I didn't know what was gonna happen. <laughs> anticipation, exactly. Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, in the Renaissance era, people used to grow tiny citrus trees as ornamental plants. Aw. Uh, once glass making technology enabled sufficient expanses of clear glass to be produced, uh, they would use it as little greenhouses. What? Uh, Wait, they would what? call it an orangery. What? It was a feature of royal and aristocratic residences through the 17th and 18th centuries. Uh, there an used to be orangery? an orangery at the Palace of the Louvre. This sounds amazing. I want. I want to see mm-hmm. one of these. Do they have a picture? Uh, no, unfortunately. What? Well, I mean, orangery is a. Clickable thing. Let's see if there's anything in there. 
<laughs> Take thee to an orangery. <laughs> Get thee to an orangery, yes. These all just look like houses. They do. I'm very disappointed. That's but sad. They. Oh, wait. Oh, wow. Some of these are very ornate, though. Uh, and also some modern hobbyists uh, still like to grow tiny citrus. Uh, and they also like to uh, hybridize things. Um, hybrids with kumquats and then in parentheses, X citro fortunella. So people are engaging in <laughs> citrus shipping. Ooh. Uh, have good cold resistance. So uh, apparently they're saying that uh, citrus fruits are technically berries. Specialized oh. berries. Uh, Specialized with a leathery, berries. a leathery rind or peel called a pericarp. Yeah, which is isn't a lousy this... Pokemon. <laughs> Tim, didn't we talk about this? Uh, I think it was sometime last year when we were trying to. I think it was like the Thanksgiving episode or something like that. Oh, potentially. Uh, there's like a there's yeah there's a special name for different kinds of like not quite berries but not quite fruit. Were we talking uh, about cranberries? I bet we maybe. were. It that could be it actually. This is where you put in the the clip show like dream sequence. The and then and then the audience has to listen about cranberries and they turn it off. Yeah. And so uh, citrus fruits are notable for their fragrance, partly due to flavonoids and limonoids Ooh. contained oh. in the rind. And most are juice laden. I think I'm going. I mean, there's juice here, but Gatorade <laughs> isn't really quite a juice. <laughs> I think Gatorade might have flavonoids. I just want to click on flavonoids. I just want to point out that I love that all of the names for different types of things that that denote flavor they sound completely made up. <laughs> the hmm. flavonoids and limonoids, and then they are and then, sound like something uh, from like a Smurf cartoon. <laughs> yeah. The outermost layer of the pericarp is is an exocarp called the flavado. Uh, which is also referred to as the zest. I'm never calling it the zest ever again. <laughs> I will always, it, from now on, for the rest of my life, the out the outside of the orange is called the flavado. I'm sorry. Ooh. Sounds real bad. And then the <laughs> and the flavonoids include various flavonones and flavones. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Like like the Care Bear cousins of flavonoids. No. Nice. Oh, flavones. <laughs> all right well flavonoids it is all right sky let's talk about the florida gators uh the florida gators are the intercollegiate sports teams that represent the university of florida located in gainesville florida that's right exciting stuff they are collectively referred to as the gator nation yep it's it's alumni and stuff um <laughs> they've got a nice I they've got a nice a nice sports icon, a nice sports a logo. Logo. The that's for. the word. <laughs> click on click on the the, the Florida icon over there. <laughs> it's just a gator and it's like, yeah, I'm badass. I'm not too goofy. I'm not too serious. I just no, look it's good. pretty cool. And then I, you look I at the mascot like... and you're like, oh never mind. You're <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're, like, oh. you're like completely a goof. Well, that's that's actually kind of cute. The uh, their names are Albert and Alberta. Uh-huh. Are they from Canada? Canada. <laughs> yeah. Well, we gotta find out, right? Um, yes. 
The Gator Gator was incidentally chosen as Florida's mascot when a Gainesville merchant sold school pennants at an, at, with an alligator album in 1908. Album? Album. <laughs> <laughs> In 1908, uh, the football team subsequently adopted the Gators' nickname in 1911. Wait, wait, hold on. What? Back up. Hold on. They they didn't have one. And then some dude... They they had orange and blue as their official colors. And then some Uh, dude was like, you know what? I got a bunch of pennants with a, a little alligator emblem. Yeah. I bet people would love this because we're in Florida. And then three years later, they're like, you know what? This is sticking. Yeah. You think that. Yeah, it's weird. They, they accidentally we got named the We could do a whole show on, on like university mascots. Um, okay. No, or just this, sports that, team mascots. That bit on its own, if someone does not suggest that to 99% Invisible right this instant, I will be very upset. Uh. Albert and Alberta are the official costumed mascots of the Florida Gators. Albert and Alberta are (laughs) unique among the SEC's mascots as the only male and female pair. There you go. The rest of them are all all same sex. That's all it says about them. It doesn't say how they were named or anything. Mm. Which is a bummer. That Um, is a bummer. (laughs) Let's see. Anything else exciting to talk uh, about? Albert E. Gator and Alberta Gator are the official mascots. Uh, costumed in plush, Ooh. Albert and Alberta are anthropomorphic representations of American alligators, which are commonly found throughout the state of Florida. The American alligator is the Florida state reptile. Wow, really? Well, there you go. Makes sense. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a thing called... Love. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well that too there's the gatorade national player of the year oh uh, wow. which named florida stuff but you know what i've got even better over here uh honorary letter winners of like that have been in the athletic hall of fame include former gators national championship coast uh, coaches buster bishop which is amazing <laughs> andy is brandy funny. even better <laughs> randy reese oh come on i love this and Mimi Ryan, <laughs> former football coach and four-star general James Van Fleet, also great. Wow. As well as medical professor Robert Cade, who invented wow. the sports drink Gatorade as a rehydration oh, hey. aid to assist Gators athletes. So I'm going to click on g- g- Gatorade. G- I, I really was Gatorade. hoping that it would be, yeah, just to assist Gators, just a re- rehydration for Gators, like actual right gators and then they're like well i guess humans could use this too (laughs) yeah all right i just what what like bad 70s like kids cartoon are buster bishop (laughs) andy brandy and randy reese like the the villains of (laughs) it's definitely a hanna-barbera cartoon yeah 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 that's what i'm saying yeah 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 (sighs) oh man well it would be the florida gators you know like the (laughs) Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Gators. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Way to go, Sky. Well Congratulations. done. Congratulations. Yeah. Tim, do you want to talk about flavonoids? No. Do you just want, want to say the word flavonoid a lot? Flavonoids. I thought this would be a much more entertaining article, but there's a lot of like scientific ring structures on here. Mm-hmm. And they just talk about a lot of things like nod factors and fusarium oxysporum and um look but that's great if you do want your flavonoids which are good 
because um, they are believed to, uh, you know, help fight cancer and stuff. Uh Uh, You should look into parsley, blueberries, black tea, green tea, citrus fruits, of course, wine and cocoa, and even uh, peanut skins. Coincidentally, all my favorite Gatorade flavors. Yep. Peanut Gatorade is the total best. So... I, I'm glad you came here. If only that we can say the names of these things all over one more time. Just the Flavones, Flavanols, Flavanones, Flavorinos, Fla- Fla- <laughs> Flavanonols, Flavan, Flavanones, Flavanots. Oh man! Actually, yes, so- I'm proposing a new oh. podcast right now. Flavanots. <laughs> The isoflavonoids, the isoflavonines. Oh no, this is getting better. <laughs> uh, also, yes, Tim, I would be on Flavonauts with you. That would be a great podcast. Let's mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> Let's do that right now. Starring Tim, Kyle, and Flava Flav. <laughs> I don't even so, know what the podcast would be, but I, I don't care. The only thing that Flavonauts comes up with in a Google search, I think, is a is a typo in somebody's like <laughs> in somebody's like uh, uh, chemistry thesis. Oh no! Someone got it wrong, but accidentally got it so right. So yeah, right. it says dense tannins yield flavonots plus a brown residue. Oh, uh, I, I mean that could be the first episode, I guess. <laughs> dense tannins. And the, the flavonots. Organoleptic and nutritional effects of phenolic compounds on oil seed protein products, colon, a review. <laughs> colon, it's complicated. Uh, it's so great. So great. I, I just love all these. I, I mean, yes, it sounds completely made up. And yes, I know it is actually scientific and very important, but I don't care. It sounds amazing. So it has nothing to do with flavor, by the way. Mm. Like, uh, it's called, they're called flavonoids because it comes from the Latin word flavus, meaning yellow, which is (laughs) their color in nature. Wow. All right. Well, speaking of things that are not that color in nature, um, let's talk about Gatorade. (laughs) I actually did not know, uh, that this, do you guys did, have you read the the page already, Sky? Did you Uh, see what Gatorade? Yeah. With the original. Okay. The original mix of Gatorade, do you guys want to take a guess of what it was? Oh, man. Salt? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, peach. yes, it is. Sorry, yeah. It is sodium, yes. No peach, no. So, I mean, it was, like, flavorous, flavorless? Citric acid. <laughs> no, actually, it's not. It's it, There is a flavor in it, technically speaking. <laughs> Citric acid. Tim, you were close... You were closest to it. Not, uh, yeah, uh, lemon juice specifically. Okay. Yeah. Mmm. Yum. That was the, that was the flavor. The rest of it, what, the the rest of it was water, sodium, sugar, potassium, phosphate, and lemon juice. Okay. Yeah. That's, Mm. that's it. When was this Um, made? Let's see. In 1965. Okay. by, By a team of scientists at the University of Florida College of Medicine. Including Robert K. Dana Shires, Man, Harry James going. Free, and Alejandro de Quesada. Um, yeah, so this was created actually on request by the head coach at the time, uh, Ray Graves, and they were trying to find something that helped replace body fluids, you know, lost during during the sport. 
Okay. So when they did the test in 1965, 10 players on the University of Florida football team tested the first version of Gatorade during practices, and the tests were deemed successful. On the other hand, star quarterback Steve Spurrier demurred, which that I've never seen the word demurred on a Wikipedia page, but bravo to the writer there. Mm. <clears throat> I don't have any answer for whether the Gatorade helped us be a Beckinsetter off team or not. We drank it. But whether it helped us in the second half, who knows? End quote. So hmm. he was not sold. However, everyone else was. <laughs> sure. So it did not matter. Uh, so the uh, and and it and it went on. Uh, nonetheless, the football team credited Gatorade as having contributed to their first Orange Bowl win over Georgia Tech at uh, in 1967. At which point, the drink gained traction within the athletic community. Yellow Jackets coach Bobby Dodd, when asked why his team lost, replied, we didn't have Gatorade. That made the difference. That was it. That, mm. that, yeah. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I always wondered why it was not called Gatorade AID, but they decided to call it Gatorade ADE. Because mm -hmm. they wanted to make a commercial product, not scientific, not something yeah. scientifically validated. Mm -hmm. And that's and it, it sounds amazing. more clinical. Like if I saw Gatorade and it's like the same spelled as like Band Aid or First Aid, like yeah. it feels like something that you have to you have to do. You have to like take for something when something's wrong. And Gatorade like just feels badass. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking speaking of marketing, uh, yeah. in 2010, Gatorade rebranded a number of his products. Uh huh. And uh, I want to be in <laughs> on these meetings uh, to determine oh, no. what to name this stuff. Original Gatorade was initially relabeled as Gatorade G. What? Gatorade Rain was relabeled as No Excuses. What? Gatorade AM was relabeled Shine On. Gatorade oh, X Factor gosh. was relabeled as Be Tough, and Gatorade Fierce was relabeled Bring It. Uh, however, these names were short-lived, as they should be, as Is a 2% so? decline in market share in 2009 led to broader repositioning of the entire line in 2010. 2%? That, that's all it took? That they were yeah. like, eh. And then they, they basically just threw all that stuff away, and they came out with the G-Series, which is what they have now. Like, Prime 1, which is what you take before, Perform oh, yeah. 2, which is what you just the standard stuff that you drink during the, Amazing. the game, and then Recover 3, which has protein in it recover feels three. scammy mm -hmm. but hmm. yeah what do i know i like here have a have a big tall glass of bring it <laughs> i like here it has a picture of uh <laughs> of some gatorade here and it says introduces gatorade ice in 2002 this flavor was relabeled as gatorade rain in 2006 and then no excuses in 2009 mm -hmm. like, Amazing. come on holy okay or, or in advertising and publicity, early Gatorade advertisements claimed that it moved by uh, water, uh, moved through the body twelve times faster than water. Can you imagine that? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, clearly, no, it does not do that. It moves like water because it's a liquid. But what the like that would be bad? You would think. Hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah. Wow. Wow. Gatorade, you guys cool well uh i guess we will need some gatorade after finishing this this uh, marathon did we talk about the gatorade shower no no i missed that uh, because i just scrolled and saw a sub headline here that says the gatorade shower 
Nope, um, totally missed that one. Gatorade has been the subject of substantial media attention and referred to in popular cultural situations, most of which are in relation to team or individual athletic sports. The most no- notable and ongoing presence of Gatorade in popular culture is the Gatorade shower, originally called the Gatorade dunk. Oh, okay. Where players from various teams <laughs> pick up the Gatorade cooler, sneak up behind the head coach, and pour the contents of the cooler, generally, generally. Gatorade and ice, over his head at the end of an American football game. This became Amazing. popular in the mid-1980s when my cat just made, makes all the noises. Did you, <laughs> you guys hear that cat? No. Okay, you can probably hear it on the recording. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, the New York Giants apparently were the first one to douse the head coach, uh, wow. Bill Parcells, during the 1985 season. Yep, they popularized it, and the tradition had become a recurring tradition. <laughs> the tradition has since become a recurring tradition. Yeah, okay. well, I across mean, across other team sports, including Canadian football. That's there's how you Canadian make traditions. Football. I guess there's Canadian football. Is that just American Canadian? Fo- Is that Canadian American football? They just call it soccer. Oh, <laughs> it's a form of gridiron football played in Canada. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's Gatorade. <laughs> Congratulations, Sky. Well done. Uh, and if you if you enjoyed coming along this this race with us. Uh, you might like some of our other, uh, our other episodes. You can find them on iTunes uh, or on Stitcher. And uh, just search for We Should Know Better there. And if you happen to do that, please remember to give us a review. That would be really cool of you. Um, have we gotten any reviews lately, Sky? Uh, I could look. <laughs> I've looked in a long time. Oh, man. Well... Check it out. iTunes. You can also find us on Blogspot at uh, blogspot.wskbcast.com. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at WSKBcast or on Facebook just by searching. Oh, sorry. You're right. WSKBcast.blogspot.com. Or on Facebook just by searching We Should Know Better. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anything? Did you find anything? I'm searching. Uh, iTunes is the worst. (laughs) <laughs> we, really? not we should have a podcast don't autofill that we what sh- that's probably not what should happen uh we should know better yes clearly we should know better we should know better first thing that comes up is our oh, podcast man. that's right we outdid that, that church that's r- what <laughs> there was a church Wait, there was- that had like one of their one of the titles of their episodes was we should know better and it always came up before us and now we've surpassed them finally that's right uh man as it should be uh nope (laughs) our last one was was uh, armored frog in february well even so thank you thank you for the time you know the 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 reviews that we have gotten if you get a chance leave us a review please yeah you should it helps anyway yeah so uh yeah i thank you guys for coming along on on this run with me tonight this was a lot of fun um, I do want to mention one thing before we go. Mm-hmm. The the uh, route that I took actually ended up coming through electrolytes from uh, saliva, but I got to saliva through fire eating, which was on that uh, page um, from stunt uh, stunt performers, and I nearly, very nearly, uh, had us go to the page for fire breathers pneumonia, which is also called fire breathers lung. But it is also, it is sad <laughs> because basically you're inhaling accelerants. Uh, <laughs> but also also because, I mean, it just sounds amazing. 
but it's it, it it's it's not a fun time. Uh, but it also has like three links coming to this page. So either way. Uh, but yeah, fire, fire breathers pneumonia is a real thing, and it's not as cool as you might think it is. Uh, from the name, so just just so you know, if you guys ever decide to take up fire breathing, maybe maybe think twice about it. <laughs> just you know, I, I know you guys are always looking for new uh, for new uh, hobbies and things like that. Maybe don't do this one. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, take you guys. Up paragliding. No, it's no, much Scott. safer than it used to be. <laughs> Still not safe. Where are you listening? All right, you guys. I'll see you later. Yeah. Take care. See ya. Bye. Bye. Marker. Off to the races. Say something. All right, cool. Wow. That was my test. Yeah, you passed. Thank you. Flying colors.